Okay, welcome back to episode 116 of the Health Voice Podcast. Today we are talking fitness and alcoholic beverages. Uh, you know, now that uh, we are making our way through summer, people, nice whistle, huh? Now that people are able to start going back to, well, kind of restaurants and bars and breweries, um, depending on where you are at the country, you know, uh, we are getting back to a social life or some version thereof. And even if you're not going out, you're certainly probably still going to a friend's house, family's house, and still consuming alcoholic beverages there. So I got a question and I get tons of questions about that. Oh, is this type of alcohol better than this one? If I want to lose weight, you know, on and on and on. Um, and so I thought I would do just a, a deep dive episode here on Health Force Podcast, get into it a little bit and help people through this because it's completely unrealistic to think that if somebody wants to lose some weight or to get a little more fit, that they're going to cut out alcohol. That's, you know, you hear that all the time from hardcore personal trainers or those that think they're really effective when they're not. And they say that you got to cut the alcohol out. You got to cut. You got to cut the alcohol out. You want success, you better cut that alcohol out. And it's uh, just not going to happen. So instead of trying to beat your head against the wall and convince people to give up having a great time, we are going to roll the punches. That's what we do. Ramsley Fitness, we take actual realistic lifestyles into account. And uh, guess what? Little secret. I love craft beer and I'm not 400 pounds. So there's a way to do it. Um, being a little facetious there, but I think you get—I think you catch the drift. You are—it's completely possible to remain fit and to consume alcoholic beverages if you consider doing it in the appropriate way. Meaning, look, if you're somebody that, that drinks ten beers a day, you're going to have a problem not only with your fitness, but you're going to have a problem with your liver. Um, you're going to have a problem uh, with your sleep. You're going to have all sorts of problems. Okay, so if you go to either extreme, but if you go to the extreme of alcoholic consumption, you know, obviously. That's 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 not gonna be acceptable. But if you're somebody that wants to go out on the weekends, that goes to restaurants, that goes out to breweries, uh, that that enjoys drinks, and I, you know I even drink during the week a little bit. But I'll explain to you how I do it, and uh, it's pretty common sense, straightforward, and uh, should not halt your fitness progress. So let's talk about alcohol, alcoholic beverages and how we are able to continue to sustain fitness progress despite consuming them. Because uh, again, I, I I'm there, there's no sense in making a podcast about if it's not practical, if I came on here and said, oh, do you want to know how to make uh, fitness survive uh, alcoholic drinks? Oh, um, just don't drink alcohol. Stupid. So here we go. Let's start with alcohol and how it's processed in the body. We'll talk a little science. This is from Southgate Medical Center. I hope they're good. It's a medical center. I don't know. But the gist is, the gist of this uh, will be sufficient enough for our purposes. We were just looking to get a general understanding of what, what, what generally happens when you consume alcohol. Uh, because if you actually look on a label, like if you grab a, a protein bar or whatever, a cracker, a box of Cheez-Its or chips, you have that nutrition bar, like, or, uh, nutrition square, I don't want to keep using the same word, square where you got calories, fat, carbs, protein, on and on, right? And so on that, um, there's not something like that for alcohol, okay? But there is another category because if you talk about fitness, you know, you break down fats, carbs, and protein and say those are three separate macronutrients. They all provide, obviously, calories to the body. They provide energy, but they are processed differently, meaning fat actually provides more energy per gram than, than protein and carbs. Well, alcohol has its own block as well. Alcohol doesn't fit, fit under necessarily like a carb, fat, or protein. It's got its own little block because your body handles it a little bit differently, but the key is it still has caloric content, meaning every time you're drinking alcohol, you are at consuming calories. And if you're not careful, obviously a night of drinking can, 
you know, expedite your calorie consumption dramatically for that day at least. And if it goes on for a weekend or for a week of vacation, uh, obviously you can consume a lot more calories than you would have otherwise. So let's talk about the alcohol, how, how it works in the body and generally what, what your body does with it. So again, Southgate Medical Center, just on their website and the article is titled Alcohol, How It Processed in the Body. Drinking alcoholic beverages is a norm in many of the Western uh, countries, including Australia. According to the latest statistics, 67% of Australians age 18 or older consume alcohol. Okay, cool. Uh, most of the people who drink alcohol on a daily basis have no idea at all how it is processed in the body and the impact as it travels through the body. Okay. So how is alcohol processed? So the effects of alcohol consumption on your body depends on your age, ethnicity, gender, daily consumption, type of alcoholic beverage that you're drinking. Besides this, many other factors such as alcohol absorption, alcohol metabolism, and alcohol elimination determine how it affects your body in the short and long terms. So we'll talk absorption. The process of alcohol absorption into the bloodstream starts as soon as you take your first sip. A significant percentage of the alcohol, almost 80%, is absorbed through the small intestine, while the remaining 20% uh, is absorbed in the stomach. While the rate of absorption of alcohol into the bloodstream may vary from person to person, it's also influenced by what else you eat or drink. There is no way that you can stop the alcohol from entering your system. Once it enters your system, it affects almost every organ part of the body, including the brain. Alcohol metabolism. So this is about how it gets processed um, now that you understand how it's absorbed. So once the alcohol reaches the stomach, part of it's absorbed directly in the bloodstream through the tissue lining, and the other remaining uh, alcohol is broken down into a number of different organic and non-harmful compounds by a process known as alcohol metabolism. While the gastrointestinal tract and kidneys play some role in alcohol metabolism, most of this breakdown occurs in the liver. In addition to direct absorption and metabolism, some alcohol is also eliminated from the body without any changes. Most of this alcohol elimination is in the form of urine or perspiration. Some alcohol is also eliminated through breath. All right. They talk about standard drinks. I'm going to skip that part because we will get to that later. They have some guidelines. We're going to skip that. And I think we all by now know the effects of alcohol. So... Both the long-term health effects on kidneys, um, liver, and I, I would argue, obviously, overall immune immunity because most people that drink significantly or heavily are also going to be overweight, uh, which, you know, obesity is a, a massive issue in the United States. 42.4% of adults are classified as obese, and being obese uh, raises your risk factors on pretty much every other illness and increases your rate of mortality and death. So, no good there. And then the short-term effects, we understand we get that buzz or uh, intoxication feeling. We lose our um, good decision-making and things like that. So we understand how that works. Now, that's generally what it is, okay? We're going to talk about, I'm going to read through this chart about general serving sizes of different alcohols and the calorie amounts for that serving size. And then we'll kind of loop back. We'll talk about some of this, and then we'll get into the good stuff about what you should do moving forward. So... I'm going to read through this list. As I do so, consider the types of alcohol that you normally consume and hear the calorie amounts. I think as they're pretty much going to be pretty similar, uh, to be honest. Um, but again, you just have to understand generally how this works. So we'll start with beer. So light beer, uh, talking Miller Lights, Coors Lights, Natty Lights, Bush Lights, American Lights, all your light beers going to be coming in around 103 calories on average. Some of them obviously say, oh, we got 92, 95 but generally, uh, you're looking around 100 calories for a light beer. You start to get into some regular beers, uh, regular lagers, um, some 
IPA, some session ales, some pale ales, you start to get into some of that stuff, you're, you're, you're getting closer to 153 calories per 12 ounces. So that's a can, that's a can of beer. And obviously some, some of these are also served in 16 ounces. Uh, glasses, if you go to a brewery or a bar, 16 ounce glass. So that would add approximately, what actually would add exactly a third. Yes, add a third more on top. So you're looking at about another 50 calories. So maybe 200 calories for a regular 16 ounce beer. And then you have your higher alcohol craft beers. Again, big stouts, big porters, double IPAs, uh, things that have higher ABV uh, values. So barley wines, things like that. Uh, you're looking between a bigger range, but 170 to 350 calories uh, for 12 ounce. So, uh, you know, again, wide range there, but just understand that the higher alcohol content in the beer, the more calories that come with it. Um, and so obviously some of the big bangers can be really up there for just a 12 ounce uh, pour. Moving on to distilled alcohols. So we're talking gin, rum, vodka, and whiskeys. Uh, it does change by proof. Uh, the higher the proof, the more calories involved. So gin 80 proof, 97 calories per shot, 1.5 ounces. All these are 1.5 ounce shots. Gin 94 proof, 116. Rum 80 proof, 197. Rum, 94 proof, 116. So it's actually half. I think it has to do with the sugar content as well. But I don't know. I could be completely wrong about that. I have no idea. To be honest, I don't really drink spirits and alcohol. You know, like uh, I don't drink rum. I don't drink vodka. I don't drink gin uh, on a regular basis. So I'm actually not as familiar with this. But um, you guys get the gist. Um, rum, 80 proof, 197. Rum, 94 proof, 116. Vodka, 80 proof, 97. Vodka, 94 proof, 116. Whiskey, 80 proof, 97. 94 proof whiskey, 116. So pretty similar there. Um, but again, that's just for a shot. That's the difference. A beer, 12 ounces, okay? A shot is just a 1.5 ounce. Those are the same in terms of calories and typically pretty similar, I think, alcohol content-wise too. Um, so that's the biggest difference there. So obviously, if you're making a drink and you put three shots in, uh, it's not 100 calories. It is 300. So keep that in mind. You've got coffee liqueur. Cream de menthe, cream de menthe, cream de menthe, uh, 160 to 186 calories for a shot, 1.5 ounce. Talking mixed drinks, again, this is going to be impossible, but we'll we'll try to go general. Bloody Mary's, 120. Cosmopolitan's, 146. Daiquiri, 137. My, oh boy, Mar Mar Margarita, 168. Mimosa, 75. Now, that's just for the alcohol, I think. I, I think 75 is just for the alcohol portion. portion. Then if you have a mimosa with orange juice, uh, you get to add in the orange juice. So all these mixed drinks, I'm, I'm, the, way it's, the way it's written and presented to me here is that they are still in ounces of alcohol, meaning they, and it says four ounces from the mimosa. So obviously you put in orange juice, you put in Sprite, you put in your additional mixers. If those have calories, you have to count those as well. Mojito, 143. Pina Colada, 526. Eee. Rum and Coke, 185. Tequila Sunrise, 232. Vodka Tonic, 189. Wines, uh, a whole list of them, but they range from a five ounce pour, which by the way, I don't think it's that much, is it? Five ounce? It doesn't seem like much. Uh, they seem to be on average about 130 calories for five ounces of wine. So that's generally a good enough chart uh, to get the conversation going. Pretty good enough. So as you can tell, most drinks are going to be fall between 100 and 200 calories per serving. Uh, a serving of beer is 12 ounces. A serving of uh, liquor or a distilled 
uh, type of alcohol is going to be, uh, again, a 1.5 shot. Okay. If you're having a mixed drink, you got to count the, the alcohol shot and the mixer. So if you're mixing rum, one shot of rum and a regular Coca-Cola, you've got to count the shot of rum, depending on the proof, 150, you know, 116 or 190 calories. And then your Coke, which again, now you're adding maybe 120, 160 calories of Coke to it as well. So now all of a sudden you end up with something that's 300 calories. You drink three of those a night, you're looking at a thousand calories of, of, of uh, consumption, thousand calorie consumption there just from the drinks. Then you pair it up with uh, food and away you go. That's how it works. That's how most people sneakily add weight by drinking alcohol. It's not necessarily just the quantity of alcohol, but usually the habits that come with it. And who doesn't like a good pizza when you've had several beers? Uh, but you got to remember, you know, you just drank almost a thousand calories. Uh, maybe you had nine, eight, eight or nine beers of light beer, and now you have pizza. I mean, you're, you're talking about a 2,000 calorie night. That doesn't include what you did during the day. So that is how you end up overweight from drinking. So how can uh, alcohol consumption halt your fitness progress, and why does it happen? Well, the number one way it does that is it's going to just increase your calorie consumption. That's the most important part. Um, yes, obviously, if you are consuming alcohol in too, too frequent amounts, you've got long-term health ramifications to consider now in terms of your liver and kidney health, as well as, again, your overall immunity. Uh, and that's obviously discouraged in, in all aspects. Nobody should be drinking uh, in excess. That is definitely uh, a poor life decision and choice. Unfortunately, there are too many that make that decision. Um, but in the short term, in the more relevant term to most people hearing this, is your alcohol consumption is going to halt your progress because on the weekends you are going to overconsume calories and you will cancel out the progress you made during the week. So typically what we see for clients is if Monday through Thursday, you are really on point with your workouts, your nutrition, your diet, everything's going well. If you weigh in daily, you'll even notice a downward trend during the week, down half a pound, half a pound, half a pound, half a pound. Then Friday, Saturday, Sunday hits and typically people kind of put the fitness to the back burner. They go out on Friday night. They do stuff on Saturday. They do stuff maybe on Sunday while watching football. And next thing you know, you've got three bad days and there were four good days. And over the weekend, you gain, you know, four pounds. And by Monday, you're back to literally where you were. And if you're lucky, that you're break even. If you're not lucky, you're, you're going to slowly gain weight using that math equation of being pretty good during the week and bad on the weekend. And again, small things add up. So if you're just a little more bad than good, and obviously you're not controlling your calories, those will add up and you will gain 10 pounds like it's nothing. And it'll sneak up on you, you know, through the course of three or four months. <clears throat> so what are my recommendations on how you can enjoy alcohol without thwarting and overcoming the progress you make for fitness? We don't want to be canceling out the progress and we sure as hell don't want to be gaining weight and doing, doing things that, again, that compromise our fitness level. So what can we do? I got a couple strategies. You're in luck. First, is I would urge the consideration of the, the, the quantity of your alcoholic beverages. Um, I think it's easier said than done for some people because some drink to literally get intoxicated. I don't know if that's talked about enough in society. I think we kind of like avoid that conversation. It's like, you know, you, you pretty much only get like, I think it's a very uncomfortable question to ask somebody if you don't know them. Like, oh, you, you know, you, you plan on drinking this weekend. Uh, for what purpose or like to what end and for somebody to be like oh to get there you're usually going to get two polarized answers you're going to get somebody that clenches up and really, really doesn't want to answer it because the answer is 
I won't like to get drunk and no one say that or somebody's gonna go super bro and be like, oh, to, to get fucked up. Uh, it's pretty much, I think, the way that that's gonna go. But uh, that's first and foremost, I, I, I would caution the, the quantity. Um, I typically consume, I would say Monday through Thursday, I may consume two to three beers. Uh, typically, I, you know, if I'm consuming, I drink craft beer. So I don't drink like Coors Light or Miller Light uh, on, the, on a regular basis. So the types of beers that I drink, I am drinking because it is a hobby of uh, actually tasting the different types of beer and tracking them in my untapped app and rating them. And it's a whole like, it's a whole hobby slash cult thing. You know what I mean? Like that's just the way it is. And so when I drink during the week, the reason I end up with like, I say two or three is I'll probably split one with my wife. Like we, we go, we have a beer club that, that we live near, we go there, they get special cans, we buy one and we'll split the can. So instead of me consuming 150 calories with that beer, it's half, it's a 75. And so I do that maybe once or twice during the week and I might have a full beer myself and that's how I get to my two for Monday through Thursday, okay? So I'm consuming, again, if we had, if we had to estimate about 225 calories Monday through Thursday from alcohol. Okay, and that's the max it'll ever be. It, 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 it really, I don't really drink much money through Thursday. There's times I don't really drink at all. So uh, that's the max, I would say. Now, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a little bit different, as I would imagine it would be for most people. So Friday, though, we are still pretty chill, okay? Uh, my wife works a normal job, so during the week, you know, she's still working at 4, 4.30 or so. Uh, I obviously have business, and, you know, I'm playing poker, and it's not like I'm going crazy at noon on Friday. So I pretty much live a normal work day, Monday, uh, Monday through Friday. And then at night, um, my wife works out. Typically we'll have a healthy dinner. Now it might not be what we typically have Monday through Thursday because we do a, a meal delivery service there. Uh, but Friday we might want to have restaurant food, but we're just not gonna get most, yeah, typically on a Friday, that's not the day that we're going to get like fried nachos and, you know, butter biscuits and all this kind of stuff. All over. Like that's usually a chill day. So think more like either wings, so protein and fats, low carb stuff, uh, which could still, still, it can still be high calories. So don't fool yourself, but it's definitely not um, going crazy having a thousand calories. I would, I would also say like buffalo chicken salads, steak salads, things like that, where it's just eating out or getting it pick for pickup or delivery um but it's just not super unhealthy either so that's friday and i'll probably have a beer or two myself so you know my friday will probably end up being a little more higher on the calorie consumption than monday through thursday uh but overall still pretty uh pretty much in line with what i'm doing if i'm concerned about my calories that day I'll, i'm gonna discuss it here in a second about saturday and sunday strategy i may institute a version of the weekend strategy with that so here's the weekend strategy for me Saturday and Sunday are the days I'm most likely to drink alcohol and consume more beverages, uh, mainly Saturday. Sunday, again, kind of looks like Friday where it's going to be like, you know, we get up, we make usually homemade breakfast, um, go on a hike, take the dog out, be active. We might order dinner, Chinese food or, you know, sushi or might even get a pizza or a hoagie or something for Sunday night. But we're pretty much only eating, I would say, like twice a day on Sunday. Breakfast and then whatever we decide to order for like 4 or 5 o'clock p.m. And again, might have a beer at dinner or two. But that's really it. So it's kind of like, it's subdued. It's pretty much like Friday. Now, Saturday is the day 
where we typically will um, have to control and have a strategy because here's why. It's very likely on Saturday we're getting up and eating breakfast, whether we are making it here at home or we are getting it on the run or, you know, if we have something going on, we got to stop somewhere and get something. But typically, we're, we're, we, you know, we're going to eat breakfast, okay? And I'll go through first just like a general broad overview, then I'll come back with the strategy for, for the weekend. So you're probably going to eat in the morning at some point. Then, depending on what you're doing, you know, um, probably like a snack or lunch. And then you'll go to dinner and get whatever bad food you want to eat. Saturday is the day. If you're fiending for a pizza or fried fish hoagie, fried fish sandwich, Saturday is the day to do it in our household. And maybe the beers ramp up to like three to four. Okay. Three to four craft beer. Beers, which obviously is a lot, could be closer to 600 calories of beer. Maybe even higher than that, up to 800, depending on the size. So it's a lot of calories in, in uh, beverages. And then obviously you have bad food. You, you know, I'm probably going to be over my calorie consumption for the day. <clears throat> so that's typically how, how it shakes out. I think most people probably follow a similar strategy. What a weekend's going to be a little less controlled. You know, have, have go out, enjoy yourself, get some appetizers, go out to get dinner, get drinks. And so here, here's the strategy to control the weekend. Because I guarantee you that's what the problem is. It's not necessarily Monday through Thursday. If you're somebody that has a bad Monday through Thursday, now you're just double downing on the bad stuff. Because if your Monday through Thursday involves pizza, fast food, high calorie foods, alcohol, and it's not controlled or tracked and whatsoever, and so your weekdays kind of look like your weekends, okay, gotta get it overall under wraps because that's no good. That obviously is a, is a one way ticket, ticket to gain 50 pounds uh, or 100 pounds even in, in the course of a year or two. So, gotta have. Some semblance of nor nor normal C Monday through Thursday is my is my begging. Friday and Sunday can be a little more chill and relaxed. Have a beer or two there, and then uh, for Saturday, obviously, is the go, the go crazy day. Now, go crazy isn't absurd. I don't eat six thousand calories, but I'm not paying attention really to what I'm watching. Now, the strategy. This also the strategy can also apply to holidays. Think Thanksgiving, Christmas, things where you know you're going to your pig out and gorge on stuff. Really enjoy food. Not really looking to count calories. You're, you're, you're going to consume alcohol. And the strategy is to intermittent fast for that day. Now, 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 my wife intermittent fasts every single day. Uh, it fits her lifestyle. It fits her preferences. And it's just a tool to use. It's not It's not an ideology. It's not something that it's, it's not you have to sign on to or else you can't be successful. It's just a tool to use. And so all it really is, I know there's articles out there that are all, ooh, did you know that you're going to burn some? Like, no, just listen. The, all, the reason it works is you are reducing well, I'll start first by explaining what it is. Essentially, you have 24 hours in a day, you sleep for whatever, seven or eight of them, you've got 16 hours awake. Well, the 16 hours you're awake, obviously you can eat at any time, right? Well, you would cut out a chunk of that time and say, no eating. No eating during this time chunk, which then leaves you only a small time window that you're able to eat and consume food. So naturally you'll consume less food and thus you don't eat as many calories and thus you can lose weight, okay? That's how it works. So the way you think about it is if, if you're awake for 16 hours, you take half of that and say, these eight hours I'm not eating, and these eight hours I will eat. So you, it, it should be consecutive, or your feeding window can be consecutive. So for instance, my wife Kate does 12 p.m. noon to essentially 8 p.m. at night. All food she's eating is going to fit in there, okay? Uh, so she doesn't eat in the morning, and she doesn't eat like straight before bed. So, and again, what does that do? Well, it just makes it easier to not overconsume food. That's it. So you can take that same strategy on your Saturday. If you know you're going up for dinner, drinks and alcohol and, and uh, appetizers and pizza, consider getting up, 
drinking water, hydrating, uh, and then really not consuming much food until 12, 1, 2 p.m. or like whatever this event is. And then all of a sudden you go there, you shouldn't just drink alcohol on an empty stomach. So you start eating the appetizers, you start to, you know, maybe you have a small meal before you go out or maybe around noon. Look, you know, if you, if you plan on going out with friends to watch a, a, a sporting event at like 3 or 4 o'clock p.m., maybe you skip breakfast if you're up at 8 in the morning and you eat something small at like 1 o'clock and then you go out to the event and eat whatever you want and drink what you want. Now, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to fall your calories underneath your goal still, but it sure as hell is a tool that makes it a lot easier and gives you an opportunity to do so. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest mistake I see people make is that they, is that they eat breakfast, you know, whatever they want, which typically can be high calorie. They eat lunch normal, you know, again, high calorie if you're getting a hoagie or a sandwich or something, and then they're eating dinner, appetizers, desserts, and alcohol. And obviously, if you do that for more than one day, you're just going to halt your progress. So again, think about intermittent fasting. Uh, yeah, other strategy you can employ is just calorie counting all the time. So just pull out your app, even on the day you're going out. Most restaurants now and most food places, you can find the food items. So even if it's a, if it's a, a local joint, if you're, if you're getting a, pepper, a slice of pepperoni pizza, you can find it on an app like MyFitnessPal. You type in pepperoni pizza, how many slices did you have? You pick three or four or five, whatever you have, and it goes into your app. And you start tracking it. Now, you know, you don't need to make changes right away, but at least gives you the opportunity to reanalyze that later and say, oh my God, I had 4,600 calories yesterday. Uh, that's no good. You know, like it, it at least gives you an idea of what's wrong because I think a lot of people just like don't pay attention to it and they're just confused as to why it's not happening for them. And again, I think it gives you another opportunity to be successful. So anyways, hopefully you guys found this uh, enlightening. That wraps it up. I mean, pretty much the alcoholic uh, drinks are the same, pretty much between 100 and 200 calories per serving. Just gotta be careful with the shots and the mixers. I think a lot of people that, that think a clearer or distilled alcohol is better for you than beer. Uh, you gotta be careful how many shots you're adding. Because a double shot of Jack is 200 calories. That's more than a craft beer in most cases. And then if you're doing a dub, double shot of Jack and regular Pepsi or regular Coke, go ahead and add yourself another 150 calories. You're having 350 calories per drink. You have three of those bad boys. It's just, I mean, that that's how it happens. That's how it happens. So. Just consider what you're doing. Think about the quantity, okay? Try not to go ban bananas over it and go nuts and have th 30,000 drinks, not only for the obvious reasons, uh, you know, in terms of alcoholism and, and, and actual uh, organ function, but uh, you really shouldn't be, you know, you really shouldn't be, out. once you're past the college scene, getting hammered drunk and waking up with a hangover isn't really all that attractive anyways. And so I, I would urge people to, uh, imbibe in their alcohol uh, in, in a classier way and again I'm a little bit on a soapbox here but you really don't need to be getting uh, jacked up anymore once you're outside of college and you know obviously disclaimer if you're in college I, I can say all I want that you shouldn't drink there either but the, I was there I was a kid I did it there ain't nothing stopping me I, I don't even think I spent a sober weekend when I was in college in complete transparency I don't I, it was every weekend it, it was every weekend during the semester. I, me and my roommate never sat there and said, hmm, you want to take off this weekend? Like, you don't want to, like, drink, go out? Like, no, wasn't an option. So I'm not going to lecture and pretend like that's a, a realistic outcome. It's going to happen. But for everybody else that's, like, an adult, like, if you're still spending your weekends, like, trying to get trashed, again, consider your life. There's, there's, there's more important things. There's better things to be doing with yourself, more productive manners. Um at the end of the day, you, you could do as you please, but uh, that would be my disclaimer on that, obviously, with the quantity. So, 
Uh, for those of the, the rest of you, I hope you take away uh, some information about the sizing of your alcoholic choices, the types of alcohol that you typically drink, with the calories associated with them, as well as some strategies so that when you go out to consume that, you are not overdoing it. So take into account the rest of your day and maybe early in the day, don't consume food and drink, drink water, calorie-free beverages so that you're hydrated. And then before you go out, because you don't want to be drinking on an empty stomach uh, in most cases, just go ahead and... Um, you know, eat something small and then obviously continue to eat as you drink uh, with dinner and stuff like that. So, all right, there it goes. See you guys.